We've got about 15 minutes to the bell right now. It looks like stocks attempt to bounce was thwarted and NASDAQ back down about 2%. So let's put that aside and pick it up after the bell. Right now, let's talk ETFs and the resilience of an investment vehicle, even in a bear market. Joining us, Sue Thompson is the head of America's distribution of spider funds at State Street Global Advisors. Sue, it's a pleasure to meet you and a pleasure to have you here on the show. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. What are the conversations like here? I'm sure you guys are one of the most popular booths. You've got so many funds, all different options for the way people want to invest. What's the main thing you're talking about? We're, we're talking a lot about fixed income, when's the right time to get in, what to get in at. Um, talking a lot of short duration right now. So um, a resurgence in interest in senior loans. Um, where we have our product SRLN, which yep. um, is kind of the leader in the space. Uh, but, but by the same token, there, we've got a lot of people that are like, we, we joke around and we call it the get me to 2023 portfolio. <laughs> and, <laughs> we're all, we're all, you know, a month away, we're getting close. Exactly, exactly. And so a lot of people just want to like ride this year out. And so we're talking a lot about BIL, which is our short-term treasury mm, uh, yes. product. And um, so we're getting a lot of that. But then we have some people that are ready to get back in. So we're seeing everything from interest in certain sectors. So we've got the select sector spiders. And, uh, and then we've got others that are looking more for dividend plays. So another one that we've been talking a lot about at our booth is SDY, which is our big dividend fund. Okay. So The bond side, the first out of the gate uh, in your answer to me is just right in line with so much we've talked about this week, obviously with the Fed in focus too. Yep. Um, the senior loan, uh, Bill, you mentioned as well, are people using this as a replacement to a long-term treasury? They are right now. I think, I think there's a lot of people that are just not quite sure what's going to happen, and so they just want to ride the rest of the year out safely and then, you know, check back in in the new year. Of course, the biggest thing that we're talking about is we went through six months where we had stocks down, bonds down, commodities down. It is the most perfect tax loss harvesting opportunity we've seen probably mm. in my entire career. Mm. And, um, and if there's one thing an advisor can do right now for his, his or her clients, it's book those losses. They yeah. never expire. Yeah. And so at some point things will change and you'll have you know, a nice group of, of losses to offset against future gains. So it's a sure strategy. You book the losses, you close out the end of the year, you try and start fresh, and now you've got capital to put to work. So the past year been so bond focused, when you look at the equity side, I'm curious, are people still putting money into broad passive funds or are you seeing that they're picking specifically sectors, themes that maybe have some actual momentum behind them? We're seeing a little bit of both. It depends upon the investment philosophy of the advisor that we're talking with. So um, it's been really interesting because across our intermediary business, despite all of the market volatility, this is the second best year ever for ETFs in asset gathering, which wow. is really incredible when you think about it. And it really does go, as you uh, said at the outset, to the resilience of the vehicle itself. So, um, so yeah, we're seeing a little bit of everything on the equity side, um, but I would say the tendency is to go more conservative uh, and, and a lot of defensive sectors. Is the resilience of the uh, investment vehicle a function of how many diverse products and styles there uh, have been now, the growth from just the broad-based index fund? Like if, it were, if all ETFs were index funds, would it be this way? So, you know, I, that's a really interesting question. I think one of the reasons why we're seeing it now, and I'm going to harken back to the tax loss harvesting again, right now, 
um, Morningstar just published a, a thing today about all of the mutual funds that were going to be distributing very significant capital gain distributions. Most of those positions, advisors are holding them at a loss. That's a horrible one-two punch if you're an investor. Mm -hmm. You're going to get a tax bill while at the same time suffering a loss in that, in that um, fund. So your best bet is sell it before the distribution, invest it in an ETF that is similar, book your loss, and still get the exposure. And every year, we see a little bit of this, so we've seen this gradual migration away from mutual funds and into ETFs. Mm. And I think that's why we continue to see the growth. How important is it going to be to have active representation within the ETF world though, because I'll have a lot of people here this week that are saying, and we're kind of seeing it, one of the main themes here has been the Dow outperforming the NASDAQ. Stock like Boeing the last couple of days, which nobody wanted to touch for two years. These types of stock-specific stories are getting people excited about mm -hmm. stock picking, active choices, and I think people are coming around to associate ETFs with that style of investing, but there's probably still a little education to be had, because I think there people is. associate mutual funds with that. Yeah, I mean, listen, we're seeing more and more active products being launched, um, many of them fully transparent. There's obviously been a move towards some of the semi-transparent active. Um, you know, we ourselves have a pretty robust lineup of actively managed ETFs. Most of ours, virtually all of ours, are in the fixed income space. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that Alpha is possible, and people do want it, and they want to balance it in the portfolio. What do you think, uh, maybe the next, uh, you're talking about getting to the next year trade, what about kind of the, the next theme or uh, generation of active funds? We had a, a guest here this week talking about how he's going to use the new single stock ETFs in a product that he's building. Are we going to continue to see kind of uh, almost derivative style uh, ETFs? Are we going to get more complex going forward? I think there's certainly a possibility of that, but I think that also is counterbalanced by um, every single one of these products needs to be explained to the end client. And if the end client can't understand it, we're not going to see the pickup. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, the, the ETF landscape is littered with products that have been closed because they got too complicated mm, yes. for the average yes. investor to understand. Yeah, there has certainly been some that have gone awry. Uh, Sue, really great conversation. So. Uh, looking forward to more, appreciate it. Thank you so much. Absolutely, thanks for your time. Sue Thompson joining us from Spider State Street Global Advisors, head of America's distribution.